Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Points with Tim Messer. It's Tuesday, February 27th, and it is National Protein Day. It's also National Pokemon Day. The Pokemon craze started way back in 1996, and apparently it's still going strong. Now, I've been a sports trading card and memorabilia collector throughout the years, and I really thought it would die out, but it has not. I never got caught up in the craze, but maybe I should have bought a few. There are some of those things going for big bucks. It's also the big breakfast day, celebrating the most important meal of the day. I didn't have a big breakfast today. I enjoyed a combination of vanilla Greek yogurt, natural peanut butter, granola, and blueberries. Dr. Phil has been out there speaking some truth lately. If you like Dr. Phil, you are going to like this episode because there will be multiple clips of him just making sense, which is a big deal in the world we currently live in. Yesterday, he was on The View, and if you listen to this show, you know what I think of them. They don't exactly like the truth or facts or, you know, inconvenient things like that. Here's a clip from the show. And COVID hits 10 years later. And the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years. Who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way, when they shut it down, they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested. And in fact, sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers. With no way to watch, and referrals dropped 50 to 60 percent. So, there was also yeah. pandemic yeah, going on. They were trying to save they were trying lives, to save kids' well. lives. Remember, we know a lot of folks who died during this. So it wasn't people weren't laying Not around eating bond. But well, you know what? We're lucky. Maybe we're lucky they didn't because we kept them out of the 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 places that they could be, be sick because no one wanted to believe we had an issue. Are you saying no school children died of COVID? I'm saying it was the safest group. They were the less vulnerable group, and they suffered and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Boom! Suck it, you harpies. Did you hear the audience applauding? Do you know who goes to see the view? It ain't conservatives. Maybe some of the lefties are waking up to all the BS. But Dr. Phil had more nuggets of reality to drop on these special ladies. My understanding is that you went to the southern border. Now you're saying that you're going to give people facts. What did you take away from that experience and what kind of reporting are you going to be bringing back from that experience? I'll tell you a fact I took away. I talked to the head of all the border guards down there, the, the other union. I asked him straight up, kids are coming over the border with numbers written on them, phone numbers and addresses. Do we check those out? He said, well, we call them. Is it possible that we're sending them into known prostitution rings or sweatshops? He said, it's not possible. It is absolute. We are using American tax dollars to ship children 
into known prostitution All and sweatshops. Some children. Well, who knows? Okay. We don't know. I said, are you? So what kind of checking do they do? So they, they call the he... number uh -huh. and say, do you know about this child? They say, yes. Will you receive them when they come? Yes. I said, is it possible that that's a prostitution ring? He said, we, ha we know enough to know that it, in a number of cases, it has turned out to be absolute sex ring. It has turned out to be an absolute sweatshop. I said, how is this possible? Well, what do they and he do said, then? it is happening. What do they do then if they know that that's happening? Where is the U.S. Attorney's Office? Where is the... Here's the Damn here's good the question. You have, to, you have to re-ask that question when we come back. Okay. You have to see the video. Go check their body language as he talks about sweatshops and prostitution. These ladies are practically crapping in their granny panties. <laughs> I like how Sonny Hostin asks, all the children? Some of the children? Is there an acceptable number for you, Sonny? I like how more and more people are speaking the truth. Just common sense. Look, it's obvious. The view is kind of an arm of the government pushing the whole agenda they love the masks, the lockdowns, the vaccines. They love open borders. They love abortion. They try to say Biden is doing a great job. The economy is booming, blah, blah, blah. So for him to go on their show and say some things that were obviously going to make them squirm, that was a delicious thing to see. He also went on the Joe Rogan podcast to talk about all this transing of the kids it's interesting they choose words like uh, gender-affirming care. You know, that's, that's interesting that they call it that, but really what they're talking about is hormonal therapy or sex reassignment surgery on children. And in fairness, the American Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Endocrine Society, or whatever the exact name of that is, all of the major medical associations have signed off on this, Joe. They signed off on it, and I have never seen those organizations sign off on anything with less information as to whether or not it does long-term harm of anything in my life. And when I, when I ask about that, when I bring that up, then they immediately label you as transphobic. And I, I thought that the deal was first do no harm. And all of the European countries, you know, Sweden, Norway, they, they've all stopped doing it because they say, we cannot say in good conscience that this does no harm because it does harm. If, if, if you look at the long-term consequences, if someone changes their mind at 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, um, they can't decide which pajamas they want to wear at night. And their reason for doing it is it stops this drive for suicide, that there's a suicide epidemic. It doesn't fix that. It doesn't fix all the comorbid issues that come along with feeling like they're in the wrong body. Um, but yet they're pushing this. And it's we're going to do some shows that are already taped that are revealing what the real results of this are. And I think people are going to be shocked that these medical organizations have signed off on this. I think they've just given in to the pressure. Chopping off kids' genitals isn't just wrong, it's sick. And the scary thing about it is that this transing is systemic, meaning 
that the medical institution as a whole has signed off on this stuff. And I like that he called out the bullshit term gender affirming care. But anyway, he goes on to talk about how this is a social contagion and why. What do you I'm think is behind it, though? Like, what? how did this, if it, this is so contrary to the way most people feel, what do you think is behind it, especially the push towards children, affirming children? Do you think it's because there's people that are queer or LBGT, whatever, and they want other people to be a part of their their group? Is it they want more LBGT people? They want to encourage this behavior? They think it's suppressed, and maybe there's more people that are gay or whatever, and they want to come out, and they just get suppressed by it, so they're trying to make it, like, more enthusiastic? Like, how is how is this trans thing becoming a major point of debate with children where it never has in history? In your life, in my life, there was never all this talk about trans children. Like, this it seems insane that we've forgotten that kids don't know what the fuck is going on yet. I think a lot of it is owing to social media platforms and the Internet. I, I think... Um, uh, this is what I'm talking about when I say the activist, I don't think speak for the community at large. I think they get an agenda that they're pushing, and I think they really get wrapped up in this, and it gets a lot of oxygen on the Internet. It gets a lot of oxygen on social media platform. Now, they say there's no social contagion here, but the girls that are claiming to be transgender, that percentage has gone up some reports say it's gone up um, 800%, 1,000% over the last several years. And they say, well, that's because they feel more comfortable talking about it now. I think there is a social contagion effect. So people jump on the bandwagon. And if it's for a short period of time, but they've done things that can't be reversed, I think that's really tragic. This is tragic. Man, if I was allowed to make decisions at 12 years old that would have a lasting impact throughout my life, there's no telling where I would have ended up. I don't know about you, but I was making decisions at that age and throughout junior high, well, and probably after that, that were not only stupid, but I certainly gave no thought to the long-term repercussions. Now, I'm not going to deep dive into the mutilating the kids thing. That's a topic for another show. There seems to be a higher, uh, a higher number of girls wanting to be boys. And I'm, I'm really curious why that is. But I'm going to dive into that too. Also, I would love to interview someone who has detransitioned. People who have gone through it could help many kids if they were willing to share their story. I am optimistic though. I really am. But people have to be brave to speak the truth, to call out the BS, to overcome the fear of being canceled, the fear of being ridiculed for being a conservative, uh, overcome the fear of being labeled as a, quote, Christian nationalist or whatever derogatory term they want to throw at us to silence us. That doesn't mean proclaiming on social media or marching in a parade or something like that, although that certainly is an option. But it starts with a simple vote. Vote according to biblical principles. Vote according to your conscience. And hopefully those two things align. But remember, you get what you vote for. If you believe in freedom, freedom of religion, of speech, the right to life, 
and law and order, capitalism, and strong borders, then vote red. If you believe your rights come from the government and not from God, if you belong to the climate change religion, if you believe in abortion and soft on crime policies and open borders and socialism, then vote blue. It's really that simple. I broke it down for you. I'm not telling you to vote blue or red. I'm just kind of breaking it down for you. It's an election year, and I'm just trying to help you out. You are welcome. Thanks for listening today. This podcast is available on Apple and Spotify. Please hit that follow button. And if you like what you hear, please share. I'd really appreciate it. And I appreciate you. Remember to be kind to one another. Keep on keeping on. Never stop. Never stopping. God bless. Thank you.